Well, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, folks. Um, I hope hope everyone is doing as well as possible. Although I'm sure almost no one is really truly doing well. Um, hope everyone's safe and healthy. And to those of you that aren't, I hope you all become safe and healthy. Um, welcome back to another episode of Annoying Question Boy. As I said in the beginning, to those of you who have listened more than once, um, sorry for the uh, not-so-brief intermission between now and our last recording. Um, I have no excuse whatsoever, um, so I'm not going to make one up. I just have been very lazy, and uh, I feel like with everything that's been going on, um, I have had little to no motivation to pay attention to anything that would be worth reporting on on a a podcast, um, or giving my two cents on, for that matter. Um, So I haven't taken the time out of my day to do such thing, because I haven't really fucking wanted to. Um, But I I got the house to myself these next couple days, so I can sit comfortably in the living room and record, and... Uh, not worry about people looking at me in the parking lot of my job while I'm actively talking shit about my job. Um, or in the parking lot <laughs> at my girlfriend's place where I'm staying. Uh, so yeah, uh, here's another episode of Annoying uh, Question Boy. Go ahead and roll the intro music. So I hate to do this to you guys because I literally do it every single time that I record, but I have no true plan for what I (laughs) want to talk about. I know I've had almost an entire month to plan this episode. Um, Yeah, so, um, one sec. Like I said, I uh, haven't recorded in a long time because I haven't been motivated enough to record. Um, The last thing, probably the last nail in... This podcast's coffin um, was Bernie Sanders dropping out. Um, I mean, after that, I I really... Not that I was a Bernie Sanders stan. You know, he's a fucking politician. He was just above the board for um, everywhere else. You know, or everyone else, I should say. Um... And he was just doing better shit than the other senators. But, I mean, he's really just another politician. The 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 true real thing that really ended it for me was when he endorsed Joe Biden. Which, I mean, if you're like me, if you think like me, you saw that shit coming. I mean, he has to stay politically relevant. So he has to endorse Biden in order to keep his spot as a senator, really. And have liberals, you know, still on his coattail, um, but a lot has happened since then, um, shit, hold on, let me go get my, uh, laptop, sorry about that, I, uh, definitely need to start, uh, preparing ahead of time for these fucking things, I even tweeted, I was like, oh, I'm getting ready for, 
uh, I'm setting up for the podcast. All I did was I took my Xbox out of my girlfriend's room and played it into the living room and then poured myself a cup of coffee. That was that was it. And I'm not even using the Xbox at all right now. So the reason why I had to go get my laptop was I didn't want to pronounce um, or not pronounce, but I didn't want to get the name wrong. Um, so Joe Biden's uh, rape allegations from Tara Reid. Um, I I am just I'm baffled beyond compare with essentially everything going on in the world right now, but especially this country. Um, I I still am not completely sure where the fuck Bernie dropping out and Biden becoming the front runner happened. I mean, if you looked at, you know, polling numbers, if you looked at uh, amount of donations, not the numerical amount of money, but the numerical amount of people donating towards a campaign, if you looked at um, online presence, all these things, Bernie Sanders fucking had it. And, I mean, I know... I know the DNC is all just one big ploy to convince the American people and the RNC. The two-party system, I guess we'll say, in this country is just a big ploy to convince people that they actually have any power whatsoever um, to decide who they want as their leader. Um, But even still, I mean... I. So in 2016, I really was too too young to comprehend all of what really goes on um in 2016 of course i was pro bernie but for wrong reasons compared to i am now or was i should say um and so to see him you know doing so well gaining such support in people my age gaining such support just in general and then to not become hopeful was very difficult. And of course, so I did become hopeful. I did think, you know, there this might actually fucking happen. We might actually get a semi-decent president of the United States. And then he fucking drops out. Well, not even drops out. He stops at... I don't even know... I don't really even know where he stands. Um... And, like, I don't even know where he is. So, I obviously, you can still write. He can. He's still on the ballot, and if he's not, you can still write him in. Um, so, he's still able to be cone president. He won't. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, folks, Trump is going to win in 2020. He's going to win again. He's the only one with a viable following right now. Um, either that or I haven't been paying attention, which is also possible because I really, really haven't. Um, ever since Bernie endorsed Biden, I really fell off when it came to paying attention to this presidential race because, I mean, it's really a joke at this point. Not that it was anything other than that in the beginning, but I at least felt some kind of hope for Bernie. And to see 
you know, him endorse Biden, stop actively campaigning was a real, real jab to the chest, that's for sure. Um, but it, it proved what I've known deep in my heart and what many have known this whole time, which is that it's not, you cannot rely on a politician. You can't put your hope for this country, for our well-being, or the world, for that matter, in a politician. You can't, because this country and this world are run by the people. Um, every institution, every community, every form of society is run by the working class people. I mean, obviously, the powers that be, quote unquote, run it. But I mean, for example, like if you had a fucking McDonald's with no cooks, yeah, the CEO still runs McDonald's, but you can't run McDonald's without fucking people. But everyone who has that power or has that prestige or that, I don't even know, that position has to be in some form or another corrupted. I mean, you look at Bernie, 40 plus years of fighting for the people and twice he takes his dick and shoves it so far down the people's throats that we can't breathe. 2016 endorses Hillary fucking Clinton. 2019, 2020 endorses Joe Biden. I mean, that was a political move on both ends. And I know, you know, I'm not here to harp on Bernie. I mean, fuck Bernie at this point, really. But I'm not here to harp on him. He's not really viable at this point. Um... I know he had to do it in order to keep whatever little power he can to help in whatever way he can. And I, I'll I'll stand up and salute him for what he did and what he continues to do in his position. But equally still, fuck Bernie Sanders for this bullshit. Um, so where does that put us? Um, as it stands right now, as you know, just about every social media platform will remind you... We got two rapists running for office. Um, And I know... I know with all of my heart, you're all sick and tired of hearing that. I am sick and tired of seeing rapists become a president. Um, I'm sick and tired of people being sick and tired of hearing about rape. Um... It's happening constantly, and you have to, you have to listen to their stories. You have to stand up for them. You have to stand up for the victims. And by saying, "Oh, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it," you're saying, "I'm sick and tired of your pain. I'm sick and tired of hearing about this awful, traumatizing thing that happened to you." And if you can genuinely sit there and say, I'm sick and tired of hearing these rape allegations. You should fucking kill yourself. Because, like... I'm gonna have to cut that. You should go fuck yourself. Because, like... I mean... It... (laughs) Someone was... Sexually assaulted... 
and you're saying I'm sick of hearing about it. How do you think that makes them feel? How do you think they felt about being sexually assaulted? I'm sure they weren't exactly ecstatic about that. Um, So the least that anyone can do is hear their story and allow them to tell it. Um, I haven't read super in-depth into Biden's rape allegations from Tara Reid. Um... But I know it's not his first, and it surely won't be his last. I mean, you look at the man's power and how he acts and what he does, um, and who he genuinely fucking thinks he is. I mean, I saw an interview, or not an interview, I saw his video conference thing, where he says, if I believe Tara Reid, I wouldn't vote for me either. It's like, gee, thanks, Joe. I, I, you know, didn't feel like I needed to be told not to vote for you, but I appreciate the backup, um... And Trump just breathes rapists. Like, he he is the epitome of a patriarchal, toxic masculinity, manipulative, exploitive piece of shit. He, He has every fundamental chemical, physical, mental, emotional makeup to make a rapist. I mean, isn't it in one of his books or his ex-wife's book that after he got hair plugs, he was so mad and in so much pain that he raped his ex-wife? Isn't that in her book? Like, and we're still just out. I mean, I don't, I, I feel like it, I, we'll get there. One second. I will not be voting for neither of our quote-unquote candidates. I still have not decided at this point who I'm voting for. Um, But it surely will not be Biden or Trump. And I think that we as... We as leftists or even just the younger generation really needs to become aware of how powerful our voting block is. We are the largest newly 18 voting block since the boomers. We have a powerful hold on this presidential election. We have the power to sway the vote. But we have to actually fucking vote to do it. And I know so many people, I I feel the same way. Voting is so unimportant and really, in the long run, probably does nothing whatsoever. But it's the little power that we have and the little thing that we control. So it would be an absolute waste of time. And it would just be so unintelligent to not vote at all. With that being said, though, however, at this point, I think our only true tactic to sway this election is saying fuck you to the DNC, unregistering as Democrats, registering as independents, and voting maybe for Sanders, maybe voting Green Party, um, but definitely not voting for Biden or Trump. Because what that does is that takes the DNC's role out of it. That takes their power out of it. Because if they're not... If they don't have enough registered voters, 
if they don't have a huge voting block, they're not a viable party. And I think also at this point um, in history, 250 almost years into... Well, actually, yeah, just about almost 250 years. 250 years into this country's existence, and we still only have two fucking parties, we have a two-party system, it, it makes no fucking sense. The party system whatsoever makes no fucking sense. I think the way that it should work is in... I mean, there's versions of this that would and versions of this that wouldn't work, but I think what it should be is you just have a candidate, and it doesn't fucking matter what party he or she is from, or they or them, um... It just matters what they fucking stand for and, and what type of person they are and what, what kind of president they're going to be. It shouldn't matter if someone's Democrat or Republican because at this point they're essentially the same fucking thing. Um, I mean, you look at Biden and Trump, you look at Obama and Clinton, uh, the Bushes, the, they're all the fucking same people just wearing different masks with different letters next to their name. Like... They all serve the same purpose, they all serve the same role, and they all help out each other, not us, the people. So I think at this point, to realistically still have a Democrat versus Republican system is so fucking idiotic that it's like really evident how little the general American citizen gives a shit about politics. And... I don't know if that's just my experience because I I grew up I I mean I'm a I'm a white male man in central or male man <laughs> I'm a white male man I'm a white male in central New York in a moderately affluent environment um I've had little to no tr- I guess trauma um hardships in my life really so I don't know if it's just my privilege that I'm saying, oh, so many people don't fucking care because I live in a, a community where people don't need to care. But I do think, especially in my experience on, you know, in person with people I speak to and even on the Internet, a lot of people really don't fucking care about politics because they don't have to. I mean, you look at where I come from. The the Obama to Trump shift affected almost nothing in my personal life. Um, And before that, before Obama, I don't even really truly remember, but I do know that I never had to worry about... I I don't even remember who was president before Obama. I... And I'm sure that sounds so fucking asshole-ish, and I'm sure I I sound like an absolute privileged fucking asshole. But I I mean, I am. I'm a privileged asshole. That's just the the environment I grew up in, and that's no, no more my fault than anyone else's for not growing up in that environment. But that is the environment I come from, and that's the environment that I, that shaped my mindset. But with that being said, there are a lot of people that I'm seeing now especially the younger generation because of Bernie Sanders and his campaign and what he's done since 2016 that are beginning to care about politics. Most of them are liberals, which is upsetting but not surprising. 
But even still, the fact that they paid attention to a presidential election is moderately, you know, joyous. Um, and I think it's too bad that Bernie didn't continue campaigning and uh, probably won't become president because that probably would have been our... In in a lot of ways, that would have been our foot in and our first step towards a, a better America and a better tomorrow. Um, so now we have to find another avenue to 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 get that. But it did bring some attention that wasn't there before to politics, um, and I so I I would hope that if slash when. You know, I I say that because I want to stay hopeful, but most likely when Trump becomes president again in 2020, I'd hope that that would stir enough anger and frustration in the younger generation and even other generations um, to really consider whether or not it's time to restructure our government. And how to go about that. I, uh, I've said on this podcast multiple times before, you cannot fix a broken system by working within the same broken system. Um, and of course, for legal reasons, the next, we'll say, eight minutes, our satire, it's all a parody, don't worry, uh, don't worry, FBI, um, you don't have to worry about me, I'm just a good little boy over here telling jokes, um, I mean, really, the only thing that's going to help is a revolution. The only thing that will change anything structurally is is a full destruction and rebuilding of this, not only this government system, but also this society and this country, really. Um, a few, few points I'd like to tackle... Um, The immense amount of confusion that goes into the way that our government is run uh, is something that needs to be taken care of. Um, And of course, that's there for a reason. I mean, the only people who truly understand how the government works are the people who benefit from the way that the government works um, or are able to benefit others by working with that government system. And what I mean by that, of course, is white people, white, rich, affluent people. Um, But not even white, rich, affluent people anymore. I mean, I'm sorry to any liberals (laughs) or really any friends of mine that are listening to this podcast, but uh, you look at someone like Barack Obama, people love him. People just fucking eat him up. And Michelle and the kids... First African-American president of the United States, go ham, very, you know, very big moment, very important for uh, people of color, African-Americans um, in this country. But again, he is still a member of the fucking bourgeois ruling class people. Um, he, It's all one big club and we're not fucking invited, folks. So it's not even just white affluent males anymore. I mean... You're starting to see the ruling class expand. Um, And when they said, you know, uh, integration and when they said um, fucking, why can't I think of the word? Starts with a D. Diversity. This is not what I was looking for. Um, But it is what happened. I mean, 
So when what I what I mean by this is that you need to create a functional, able to be understood government system so that the people have the power. If some shit goes fucking wonky, if some shit goes sideways, something happens that's not supposed to, we can look at the system as a whole and go, all right, this is where it happened. This is why it happened. This is what happened. This needs to be fixed. But now, like, genuinely, genuinely, I would ask anyone listening to this how a bill becomes a law. How many members are in the Supreme Court? What is the House of Representatives? What does it do? And I'm sure there's probably one or two people because that's how many people listen to this podcast. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably fucking know. Uh, who know the answer to that? But I guarantee you, you walk down the street anywhere and ask someone, uh, who's the senator of Maryland? Nobody fucking knows, unless you're from Maryland and super into politics, like, or that person's significant other, like, who the, what's the fucking, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, name three Supreme Court members that aren't Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Brett Kavanaugh, I I don't fucking know even. And I'm having, I have a political podcast. Um, so that's important. That needs to change. Um, because a government system that's able to be understood is a government system that can be held accountable. Number two is, I think genuinely, the United States of America has outlived its days. Um, To have 50 states that are so immensely different from the one next to them that cannot, it it cannot function, especially when the country was founded for and by white male landowners, you expect a country whose majority is slowly becoming not that. And hasn't been able to operate the way that it was created since 150 years ago. Something's got to change here. You know, I, I, I've I said before, I think the fucking South should have fucking seceded. Not because I think slavery should have been legal, but because the North and the South are so immensely different. You can't have one government system controlling 50 fucking states that are so incredibly different, have such incredibly different policies, political ideologies, uh, diversity and community makeups. Like you can't fucking expect to have one body of government controlling that you have to break it up somehow, whether that means giving more extended power to state governments or eliminating the United States as a whole and just making them fucking countries. Like what if New York was a country? Wouldn't you think that it would operate better? I mean, that would make sense to me. Um, So that also needs to change. And the third thing that needs to change is we need to stop giving fucking power to the people that already have the power so that they can give their power away to other people who already have the power. You know, 
I've said it before and I'll fucking say it again. The United States is massive. There's 300-something million people in this country that are not politicians, police officers, military officials, in any way held accountable to defend the country. Um, we could, without even a blink of an eye, restructure this government by simply walking to Washington and saying, all right, here's literally fucking 300 million people. Try to fucking do something. And just taking shit over. Like, that is possible. Um, but we won't because they... the. And this is big brain energy time, so go ahead and turn off if you don't want to listen to me spew quote-unquote bullshit. But ever since this country was founded, it was founded in a way that made it so people felt as if they had individual freedom and liberties, yet had none, and continued to vote in people that would limit their individual freedoms and liberties, uh, create new institutions within a society to further limit their freedoms, all while somehow or another, because of nationalism and patriotism that is so fucking inbred into this country in every fucking way imagine. Health insurance companies have American flags flying in the background of their commercials. How? Shut, fuck you, die. Um, like, that is so intentional because now you have a, a mass population that believes that the way that their life is controlled and structured is good, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never been much for uh, individual... Fr I mean, this is going to sound ass-backwards. Um, individual freedoms in this country aren't truly individual freedoms because every single individual freedom infringes on someone else's individual freedom. What I mean by this is this. Uh, just pure example off the top of my head. Say someone's idea of their individual freedom is walking into a gay bar with a fully loaded assault rifle and killing 35 people. Now, me personally... I'm of the opinion that that directly infringes on those 35 men, women, non-binary folks, um, individual freedoms. So then that portrays the true philosophical idea that there is no such thing as individuality. There isn't. You can be an individual, but you're still a part of a system. You're still a part of a society or a community in some way or another. Um, unless you truly are living off the fucking grid in the middle of the fucking boondocks with no one around you, no cable, no nothing connected to the outside world, you're an individual there. But even still, if you're an individual there, you gotta fucking, you know... I don't know. You you got to fucking figure out ways to live and probably one way or another down the road you're going to infringe on someone's individual freedom or liberty. So, it's just crazy to me that that system was so perfect per perfectly created that to this point in our country's existence, there's still people that are fighting for what they think is individuality and freedom when really it's the exact opposite. So, uh, speaking of this, let's go ahead and parlay this into 
yet another thing that needs to be changed in this country, and then we'll talk about some other shit. Um, and this is, they'll actually smoothly work into one another. One second. Um, so coronavirus, right? Um, it has proven to me, not that I really needed it to be proved, but it's really fucking thrown it in my face how little the general public cares about their neighbors. As I've said on my podcast before, I work at Lowe's. Um, my direct store manager, uh, who will rename who rename <laughs> who will remain without her actual name uh being on record so bess um we'll call her uh believes that the coronavirus is a hoax um i was in lumber and we were slow and she was down there talking to me the other day and uh, she was cashing someone out and she was like talking to the customer, but also talking to me. And she was like, I, you know, I can't wait for this bullshit to be over. Um, I'm getting really sick and tired of having to wipe down the counter after every fucking customer. It, it minus the curse words, of course. Um, and she was like, I can't believe that I got to do all this for some government made virus. And then she, like, kind of paused for a second. She was like, can you believe that the government would lie about this many deaths? Like, these poor families that, you know, family members uh, are being reported as dead uh, just to push a political agenda. And I actually had a friend whose father contracted the disease and passed away uh, the day before uh, this conversation. So I was getting pretty fucking heated, as just about anyone would. And I said to her, I was like, I'm going to need you to, you know, talk to somebody else about this. And, of course, that didn't sit lightly with her. She didn't say anything afterwards, but I could tell that she was pissed off. Um, and then the other day, I had a conversation with my store manager, Joe, because I was like, dude, you have a manager here who is in control of the store who's pushing her, and I can't even believe that whether or not the virus is real is considered a fucking political opinion. But she's pushing her political opinion, not only on associates, who she she might consider friends, but also associates who she might not consider friends, and customers. And I said to him, I was like, last time I checked, that's not okay. And I was like, I don't feel safe working for someone that's doing that. You need to have a conversation with her. And of course, just like any other power structure, they're, they're all buddy-buddy. So I told him, I was like, keep my name out of your mouth when you're saying it. Though I don't think you would have. Um, I just figured I'd stand my ground and say that. And then the next day, I'm in the back getting cleaning supply with her. And she's spouting on bullshit about... She was like, whether or not you believe it's real, it's still important that, you know... You respect each other and you try to be as safe as possible, even though I know it's bullshit. I know it's bullshit, but and it's like that that really spoke to me. And so as 
you know, the hundreds of people that are coming to Lowe's every day for fucking flowers and paint and the dumbest shit. Like, people do not fucking care about one another. Like, there are people that are dying simply because someone decided to go to the store, got the virus, went and visited someone, da 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 and somehow or another this person got the virus and now is dead or is dying or is at least sick. Um, And the fact that, like... And I I keep saying no one because that's genuinely what I fucking believe. I know it's not no one, but the majority truly is showing that they do not fucking care about one another. Um, and now in New York State, and I, I, again, haven't been paying much attention to Cuomo and his press conferences because I can't stand the look of him. Uh, we're in phase fucking one. Of reopening shit. And we don't even have the fucking virus under control. We're literally... America... And this has been a meme for about a week or two now. But it's very fucking true. America literally just decided... No, the virus isn't real anymore. How fucking American can you get? That as soon as the sun's out... And 70 degrees are coming to us in New York... We just go, you know what, actually... um. Uh, I'm going to opt out of that virus being real anymore. Um, so let's just start reopening shit. Like, cases are still increasing. There has been no stagnant nor negative or lesser cases being reported. The same amount of cases are being fucking reported. Like, more people are still continuously getting the virus. More people are still continuously fucking dying. Why the fuck are we opening anything? It's not safe to open anything. Nothing has been done to make it safe to open things. It's not under control. The virus has not... There's not been a vaccine that's found. There's not been medication that's going to completely, you know, help you with that specific thing. There's really nothing that has been done in order to constitute reopening shit. And yet still, in this country, we're just like, no, it's fucking... Don't you know it's fucking... May now, um, I'm supposed to be on a fucking beach in Florida and I can't do that. So I'm going to need you to open the country back up. This virus just, I'm going to need it to not be a thing anymore. People are still fucking dying. And like, it still hasn't made its way to my family. Thank whatever thing or being that controls the way the world works, um, for that. But that doesn't mean it won't. I mean, I'm still working. I'm a fucking essential worker. Woohoo, let me get a fucking tattoo. Um, I still occasionally go over to my folks' house. I had to move out of my place in with my girlfriend. There's still a chance that I can contract it and pass it to my family members. Both my grandparents would probably die if they got it. My father would probably die if he got it. <clears throat> I have very young nieces and nephews that I see often that could foreseeably die or get very sick from it. Um, but I got to fucking deal with it because I got seven, eight hundred people coming through my line every day at Lowe's, half of which aren't wearing a fucking mask, half of which are getting mad at me for cleaning um, and don't give me the opportunity to fully disinfect my area. Um... We're not really able to have the proper PPE because the gloves they give us rip. The face masks they give give us are shit. 
Um, they have a little tiny glass screen in front of the register, but people just peek their fucking head around it. And really, all of that is meaningless if I'm still in the same fucking store as somebody who has it. Because it doesn't protect you against it, it just protects you from passing it, quote-unquote, if you have it. So there's still a very real chance that I, my girlfriend, or any of my loved ones could contract it. And I could be the reason that they got it. So the fact that this many fucking people are coming into Lowe's, bars are open, or not bars, fucking parks are opening, beaches are opening. The fact that this shit is real and still going on, and yet we're, as a country, we've just basically all decided we don't want it to be a real thing anymore, so it's not. And we're just continuing on life. Like, that's so fucking infuriating to me and eye-opening to something that I already had my eyes open to. Just a fucking awful reminder. One second. That it it's truly evident that this country is an absolute fucking piece of shit garbage hole that needs to be burned down from the top to the fucking bottom. Like... Just full fucking ashes. Just burn the shit down. Parody, of course. I'm just joking here. Don't. Don't. Don't you dare, you know, burn down government buildings. I wouldn't want that to happen or, you know, do anything like that. I I do not condone that whatsoever at all. Not even a little bit. Um, but this shit, it fucking needs to change. We have the manpower to change, and we're slowly, I think, I hope, turning just a little bit around the corner and realizing that we actually can and need to do something about it. Uh, So, um, I don't really talk about my personal life much on here. I mean, I kind of like, I work at Lowe's, you know that. I live with my girlfriend, you now know that. Um... And some other, like, people and things that happen to me in life I talk about. But, uh, I figured I'd use this time to kind of talk about... To just help myself, I guess, really. You don't... Nobody fucking cares, really. But I'm gonna talk about it anyways. Um, kind of my experience with everything. With coronavirus and how it's changed my life personally. Um... So, I, uh... I have really bad anxiety. Uh, I have depression. Um, I just... Pretty bad mental illness. Um, And I'm someone who really, really requires attention from an outside person or thing. I really need socialization in order to, like, like calm myself down. Uh, and obviously I haven't been able to get that. (laughs) So, when this shit first really kicked off, when people started dying in the States, and we had our first confirmed case in Rome, which is where I live, um, I moved out of my grandparents' house. My, My grandparents... And my parents lived together. We built an addition on my grandparents' house about a year and a half ago and moved in. And I live on my grandparents' side with my grandparents. Um, since I was an essential employee and I had to work because I, we live in a fucking capitalist society, I had to move out. Um, 
so I moved in with my girlfriend, which my fan, my folks were not a fan of. Um, <laughs> right before I moved out, my mom legitimately said to me, uh, just so you know, don't forget, we can't afford to raise a baby right now. All right, dude, like me, we weren't fucking having sex until now, obviously, but, um, so I live with my girlfriend and her mom now, um, and I mean, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm a privileged white man. I really have nothing to complain about, truly. Yeah, mental illness, maybe a little bit, but I mean, so much of the world around me and my environment is built just for just to fucking prop me up that even having mental illness I feel like sometimes I don't even get to talk about it because I I live in a society that is fucking built for people like me but again I do have mental illnesses that I struggle with and aside from that I am taken out of my comfort zone as much as I fucking hate living with my parents and my grandparents I've gotten so used to it that not being in that environment has created a lot of anxiety for me Um, so I've been dealing with that, uh, work has been absolutely fucking awful. Not that Lowe's was ever anything that was great, but it definitely was a better job before all of this happened. Every single fucking customer that comes through my line, either at customer service or when I'm cashing people out, is angry before they even get to me. Because at any given point, at any day... There is a fucking line of at least 20 people at every register. Um, The store's usually packed. We're usually short-staffed because half the staff is on paid leave right now for safety reasons, obviously. Um, We're out of a lot of stuff. We can't deliver when people want because we don't have the trucks. Um, We started trying to do curbside pickup, but even then we don't have the people to set aside to bring these items out to people for curbside pickup. So most of the time, the people have to come inside anyways. Uh, So they're pissed off at me when they get up to me and customer service for their order. So I've had, I I got a couple uh, good ones we'll talk about just to get them off my chest. So my first one, my most memorable one, um, I was the only one down in lumber cashing people out. And I had a line all the way to the back end of the store. And if you've ever been in Lowe's, that's a line of at least 80 people. So, guy walks up to me and I say to him, you know, give me one second. Don't put your stuff down on the counter. I got to disinfect everything. And he goes, are you fucking kidding me? I just waited in line for 45 minutes. And you're going to tell me I got to wait now so you can disinfect the fucking counter? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Because real, the best, the only good thing about this virus, uh, for me personally, is that I no longer give a shit about just being an asshole to customers. Like, if you're coming into my store while I'm working and you're going to give me attitude for something that is completely preventable on your end, like, you could just not come to Lowe's and you wouldn't have had to wait in line for 45 minutes. And then wait for me to disinfect the counter. If if you complain about shit like that to me at Lowe's, I'm going to be an asshole to you. Like, for real. I will be an asshole to you. So I said to him, I go, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And if you don't like it, too bad. 
And this dude fucking threw his spray paint can at me. Not, like, to hit me, but just to be like, boo, I'm a fucking whiny-ass bitch. And left the store. And I really felt like saying, like, dude, you're such a fucking loser. You just waited in line for 45 minutes. You complained that you waited in line for 45 minutes. And now you're not even going to fucking buy the thing that you waited in line for 45 minutes for. Because I asked you to wait so I could disinfect the counter. So that's just one of the many things that have happened. Another thing that happened is uh, we have what are called loaders at Lowe's. So people that get carts from the parking lot, uh, take heavy items and help customers get them in their car. Or with online orders, go and grab the order from either receiving or somewhere in the store where it's staged and bring it back to customer service to give to the customer. Um, Because of the way things are, a lot of times they're busy getting carts and disinfecting them so customers have carts. So the other day, I believe it was not this past Friday, but the Friday before, uh, I had a gentleman that came and he had a couple things to pick up. So I paged for a loader uh, a couple times and I told him, you know, go ahead and step aside when he's up here. I'll have him go get your order for you. And I start, you know, just because there was a line of like six or seven people and I was the only one in customer service, as I usually am, um, and I started helping everybody out. Unbeknownst to me, about 45 minutes passed. Dude walks up to me at the counter and just fucking starts yelling at me. He's like, I can't fucking believe I've been waiting for 45 minutes here. Nobody's fucking talked to me. Nobody said anything about my order. Nobody's going to get it. Where's your manager? da 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 And whenever somebody asks for a manager at this point, or really ever, I don't fucking care. Like, the manager is going to give you what you want, so it just means that I don't have to deal with you. Fine, I will gladly go get a manager. But the rule is that, Lowe's, if you're the only person in customer service, you can't leave the customer service box until someone else comes to stand there in your place. You can't leave the customer service box empty. So I I literally fucking stood there. Oh, and our phones were down. Our phones were... The phone system in the stores were down. No. No, because I... No, that was this week that the phones were down. So I I believe I paged for a manager to call me at customer service or to come up to customer service a couple times. And I just started fucking doing my thing again. And the dude... The dude... Good for him. You know, I probably would have done the same thing. He goes... No, I'm not doing this shit again. He goes, where would your manager most likely be? And I go, right in there. And I pointed at the manager's office. Dude fucking breaks, because we have a, a little cord that goes across so that people can't walk through customer service. Dude fucking breaks that off, walks through, breaks the one on the other end, and storms into the fucking manager's office. And I ended up getting yelled at about it because I, it's always my fault. You know, the customer's never fucking wrong. So that happened. But my all-time favorite uh, was literally fucking yesterday. I'm in customer service all by myself. And we're packed. And we had no loader on, so no one was getting carts. Dude walks over to the carts to go grab them. And he comes over to customer service and he goes, there's no carts. And I go, okay. And he goes, are you going to go get one? And I was like, no. And he was like, what do you mean, no? And I was like, I can't go get one. I'm the only one up here. Like, I have two people on hold on the phone. You literally just cut in front of a customer that I'm helping right now to ask me this fucking question. 
I can't go get you a cart. And he goes, what, is nobody doing their job today? And I was like, well, we don't have someone working that would normally get carts. And we're pretty short-staffed because I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a fucking virus. Uh, so a lot of people are at home rather than being at work. So we actually don't have anyone to get you a cart. And he goes, oh, well, this is fucking bullshit. And luckily, the lady that was that I was helping was kind. She was like, just go get him a cart. He's going to be a dick. But at that point, I w- it, that was six hours into my eight-hour shift. At that point, I was so fucking done with the day that I lit- I grabbed the cleaner and a rag, and I, I turned around, and louder than I meant to, although I did kind of truly mean for him to hear this, I go, sure, let me go get you a fucking cart, princess, because there's nothing else that I'm doing. So I walk out to the parking lot, get the dude a cart, clean it off, Walk up, give him the cart. Dude goes, uh, you should probably work on your customer service. Uh, you know, you're lucky there isn't a manager or whatever bullshit he spouted off to me. <laughs> and I was like, how about instead uh, you just don't come to the store and we wouldn't have had this problem. And I just left. And like, I, I know those three instances are like, you know, whatever, Josh. Sometimes customers are assholes. But it's like, that je- if you're not working like a retail job right now, you don't, I don't I don't feel like you get it. Like that's every customer I have. Every single customer I speak to for the most part is an asshole, is super rude, is usually mad at me for something I had nothing to do with. Um or is mad for something that is so incredibly unimportant and idiotic. That they end up getting mad at me because, like, I, I just tell them straight, like, like for example, some lady walked up to the counter at customer service and was like, I've been waiting outside for 10 minutes for somebody to bring my order out. And it's like, if you're waiting for 10 minutes in Lowe's right now, like, that's nothing. Like, there's people waiting in line for almost an hour. Like, I don't fucking care. And there's, like, nine people ahead of you waiting for their order, so I don't fucking care. And she, like, yelled at me or whatever. But, like, what what I'm trying to say is, like, my my life fucking sucks right now. I'm so fucking incredibly depressed. Um, waking up for work every day is genuinely awful. Like, I go to work. It's awful. Customers are mean to me. My managers suck. My coworkers are assholes. Like, I hate every second that I'm there. I get home, I pack my lunch, I get the coffee machine ready in, for the morning, I eat dinner, I probably smoke some weed, and I go to bed, and I just gotta wake up and do it all again. And, like, I, I don't really know how to describe it enough for people to understand that aren't going through the same thing, but, like, waking up every day is like signing a note saying that you want to get punched in the face. Like, Every single fucking day is just awful. And every single day I wake up is me saying, all right, let's have another awful day. Especially when I go to work. When I'm not going to work, it's not so bad. I mean, it sucks that we kind of just sit home and do nothing. But it's great. It was a good decision on my part to move in with my girlfriend. That definitely made a situation that could have been even worse better. But, like, I I, I, I try to talk to my folks... And some of my friends about it who aren't working. 
And, like, none of them really get it, which hurts because, like, my pain isn't validated. Not that it needs to be necessarily, but I'm someone who needs validation, so that makes it very hard, uh, especially from my parents. Um, but they're from the generation where, like, you take pride in having a job. So the fact that I have a job, I should just be thankful for having a job, especially because so many people don't. Um, oh, also, side note, um, if you tell me or anyone uh, who's complaining you should be thankful you have a job. Take a knife uh, and just run it real, real, real lightly uh, down your forearm on the, the uh, on underside, right where your veins are, uh, and just kind of spread that open. And find the vein, uh, jab the knife into there, and then just uh, allow yourself to die because uh, fuck you. I hate you, and I want you to commit suicide. Uh, that's a true thing. I'm not joking. I hate you, and I want you to fucking die. And the best slash worst part, best, of course, being sarcastically, is that these are not the people that are going to die. The people that are dying from the coronavirus are poor folks who don't have the money to get tested, the money to not go to work, the money to go to the hospital, the money to miss work, and uh, the money to get healthy food or medication in their system that could possibly help them uh, build their immune system to help fight this. Uh Folks who don't have health insurance, you know, the the exploited people, the the working class fucking proletariat people are going to be the ones that die. The assholes that deserve to fucking die, the ones that are going to the governor's mansion with fully loaded assault rifles while a fucking black man can't even jog down his goddamn street without getting fucking killed. Uh, the folks that are demanding that they want a haircut, the folks that are doing push-ups outside of the gym, none of them will get it and die. They'll all be perfectly fine. And that's how I know this world is a piece of shit. And we all should just fucking burn it alive. So, uh, yeah. Thank you to those of you who uh, listen to this at all. Thank you to those of you who are still listening. I genuinely appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not recording frequently. I'm hoping, uh, though not expecting, that I can change that. Um if you don't already, go ahead and follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Annoying Question Boy. I also have a blog on Blogger slash Blogspot. Splot. Blogspot. I also go by the handle Annoying Question Boy on there. That's in my social media uh, bios. Um, yeah, I hope everyone is well, as well as possible. I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Uh, and I hope that you are all doing what you can in order to better those around you in their situations through all of this. Um, I hope we all can make it out. Uh, and I hope that this slowly starts to get better uh, as soon as possible. Um, thanks again for listening. It has been, as always, your boy, Annoying Question Boy. Have a fucking amazing day.